Germs. This is Nick, and welcome to the latest edition of the Empty Arena Podcast. I'm here alongside Andrew and John. Uh, this is my return after uh, a bit of a hiatus, and uh, it's great to be back. And uh, so, yeah, I think uh, uh, the topic du jour today uh, mainly Ooh. revolves around SummerSlam, right? Oh, yeah. yeah pretty much. Yeah. The, today's the uh, Founding the, Fathers episode of this, the this Empty is, Arena Podcast. Yes, it is. This is also the the shocking return of Nick Pelutri. Nick Nick came back as a face. Uh, well, you left as a face. You came back as a face. Most of us came back as heels, though. Yeah, so I guess it's like zero sum gain. I come back and, and my momentum is killed by next week <laughs> due to, due <laughs> oh, to uh, man. shoddy creative booking. And you're also <laughs> gonna have a uh, nice little pay raise next week too. Oh yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> I'll take it. Um. Folks, we work for free. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so SummerSlam is uh, behind us now. It was a, a, I think a 10-match card full of si- singles matches. I think there was just one tag match in the pre-show, and that was it. Uh, but otherwise, it was a stacked card. What did you guys think? Just I thought a couple of the matches were a little slow. Yeah. Um, others were actually pretty good. Did it feel like? Did it feel no, as it, special? No, it felt like a, it, it felt like a glorified RAW. It, it did, right? Yeah. Like it just felt like, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's the fact that it hasn't you know it wasn't in Brooklyn, it wasn't in our home turf, for uh, you know it's that, that was always like the last few years is always fun you know the, doing the Buffalo Wild Wings run. Yeah, uh, yeah, or Applebee's know, if you couldn't find a table. And it Applebee's, like, it was like the consolation prize. Uh, no, it was it was always like fun, but I feel like there was no fanfare about it. You know, there was no, it wasn't. I don't know, it was also August eleventh, which is so weird. It's early, yeah, yeah. yeah it's usually, usually it's on my sister in law's birthday. Oh yeah, it's usually yeah, around my yeah. sister's birthday. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, me and Andrew were married. In case you didn't know. Yes, yeah, we're married. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a free man. I just I just got that. He, he's my husband. And I'm his wife. Um, <laughs> so uh, let's let's go down the car. We actually had a full, it was a it was a new, new some, some some changes some changes in, in the landscape of WWE this week. I feel like we say that all the time, but this week was a little different. Uh, but let's go through the SummerSlam card and just uh, see who who see who was right. So uh, the submission. Submission. Submission match. Submission match. Uh, the submission match for the WWE Raw, Raw Women's Championship. <laughs> I drank a, a half a <laughs> half a bottle of gin before I got here. Uh, Put hair in your chest. Becky Lynch defeated Natalia. This was a, a, a good match. What did you guys think? I thought it was I thought it was fun back and forth, but I think we kind of expected Becky Lynch to go over here. I liked it, and I, I think that uh, you have to give an assist to the Toronto crowd for the fact that Natalia, sadly these days, I'm, I'm sorry to say this, but it, she, every time she goes out there, it's like I don't think she gets the kind of reaction that I think that she deserves. I mean, even though she really is kind of playing the, you know, nice gal sort of baby face these days, so I guess there really isn't a whole lot of, like, fire in her character. I mean, she was always great as a heel, but... Um, I think having that crowd factor play into this. I mean, Becky was still over like Rover, mm-hmm. uh, but 
having like the crowd that have that split sort of reaction yeah. going from one way to the other it really added a, a a a needed dynamic to the match that i think if you had this anywhere else any other town that you know it wouldn't have had as much of an active crowd i think the whole match would have fallen flat but i think the crowd helped uh, with this and um the result was i think as we all expected but it was a good match uh you saw two women that are, are great at what they do and and um they put together a nice little exhibition. I also uh, do like the fact that they did go back and forth a lot with the submissions. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of reversals. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was pretty cool. It, I, yeah, I, I, speci- I, uh, I, I, have, I can't speak today. Just you cannot speak with that. You are forbidden. I uh, especially liked the, the back and forth. Um, I think it, there was one spot where Becky rolled up um, on Natalia and then got her in the in the uh, sharpshooter sharp not uh yeah it was sharpshooter yeah, right. yeah, yeah, and then, yeah and then uh natalia then, put her in the, the disarmer disarmer yeah, yeah. That, i like that that was a cool little uh <laughs> little reversal a little reversal um but yeah becky won and and do we want to touch on what happened on on raw the next day like you know with the with the fallout of with the fallout of you know of, of, of natalia you know losing she came out and dressed the crowd and we had a returning Sasha Banks. Yeah, come out. We did have a returning Sasha Banks, and she was also wearing a wig. Wearing yeah, a red wig, and she took it off and showed her blue heel hair. I guess that's what you. Yeah, I. You call it, it? It caught me off guard because I haven't been, you know, hawking on social media, so I, I wouldn't have known that. I guess other people, it wasn't much of a surprise for because they must have known, but. Um, yeah, the timing was was very uh, vicious. Uh, the fact that it was right around the time when Natalia was talking about her father, and uh, Sasha comes out, gives her the consolation hug, and then boom, just cheap shots her and beats the heck out of her. And then Becky comes out to try to make the save. Sasha obliterates her with the chair. And now it's it's interesting because this is the first time in what four years since Sasha's been on the roster that she's finally a heel. Right, and she arguably well, did some of her best work in NXT as a heel. Yeah, she was know? a heel. I, I can't, I can't, uh, I, I can't. I, I, it's uh, it, it's crazy to think that she was, you know, she's been on the roster for so long on the main roster for almost four years, mm-hmm. which is wild to me. Yeah, uh, I can't believe it. And she had some good matches with Charlotte, like maybe. Three years ago, I think there was yeah. something two, two, three years ago. Yeah, uh, but she fell out of you know she fell out of whack for a good amount of time, and I think after after her title loss at WrestleMania, I think that was kind of it for her. And you know we were, you know, she was making all those uh, cryptic tweets and social right. media posts. But yeah, there were all these dirt sheet rumors that she was complaining and you know was laying on the floor out of protest. Her and Bailey were you know doing all this stuff, and I mean. I think that it was a case of burnout, and it happens a yeah. lot. I mean, some some of these guys and gals, they just need the time off, I mean, physically, mentally. And I think uh, now that she's back, I'm hoping that um, she brings a new level of uh, energy to the table and it'll reflect in how she goes out there and performs. And, yeah. uh, you, you know, she, a heel Sasha, I think, definitely adds an interesting wrinkle to the whole picture on raw specifically there there are just some wrestlers that are better as heels although they you know can get over his face but you know miz orton like those types of yeah characters are just better as heels yeah 
Oh, yeah. Um, we'll see where, where this goes. I mean, probably a match at Night of Champions, I would assume. Right. I would also like to point out that uh, Becky Lynch uh, came out and attempted uh, to help uh, Natty. Right. Uh, and in return, uh, she got her back, quote-unquote, bashed in by uh, Sasha with the steel yes. chair. Yeah. And if you guys actually saw the footage of that, um, she actually took a couple of headshots. Really? Which were unintentional, I guess. Hmm. Took some unintentional headshots. They got to be... Uh... They'd be careful. Yeah, you know, they have to be on a eight and a half by twelve uh, gloss. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm here for the rest of the week, folks. <laughs> Headshots, get it? Uh, okay, let's uh, let's go to the next match on the SummerSlam card. Can we even call this a match? This is more like a a glorified segment. <laughs> you mean Goldberg defeating Ziggler in yeah. a singles match? This is the sad story of Ziggler, folks. Yes, it is. There, I don't even know what this was. It was just weird. Yeah, it was it was hastily put together. I want to say. Oh, it's like an understatement of the yeah. century. I came um, ac- I came across a dirt sheet rumor today saying that Ziggler is on his way out, and this is kind of like his Swansell? like kicking the ass out the door. I I don't know. I really don't know because if there's one thing to be know about Dolph Ziggler and this whole charade that's been going on the last three four years about is he coming? Is he going? Uh, People think, oh, but just when you think he's gone, he signs a new deal. Or just when you think he's staying, he takes a leave. So I, I really don't know what, at this point, any of this means until it happens. <laughs> just, just when he thought he was out, they pulled him right back in. They pulled him right back in. When he zigs, he zags. <laughs> and when he zags, uh, he zigs. I just, you know, I got nothing against Goldberg, but I don't know why they had to, I don't know, like, why. Well, everyone's, everyone expected yeah. Michaels to be the, uh, the opponent. And one of, like, the... In, in, I think we were talking to Chris over the weekend, but he mentioned like how bad this, like how bad of a segment it was to have the Miz come out and say, "I'm going to give my spot up to somebody else who may not have that many more more SummerSlam spots." It's like, dude, you're like 38 right now. Like, don't talk like you're like 22. <laughs> yeah, if anybody needs their stock boosted, it's you. Yeah, <laughs> you know? it's like no, it's like it's like being on a sinking ship and saying, you know what, I'll give someone else the lifeboat. Why not? It just, it's, yeah, and and for what reason for, you know, Goldberg to get over? I mean, he probably, you know, him and probably, you know, gave uh, Ziggler, like, a huge um, hug after the match for making, you know, Goldberg still relevant. Yeah. Um, But I don't, like, this was so unnecessary. I don't know. I just, I I don't understand the point of it. Who did he get over? Who did... The the match was only a minute 50, so um, it was a very quick match. Um... And I feel like there wasn't many spots besides a couple of spears that Goldberg yeah, had. There was and, none. There was I mean, spears yeah, and jackhammer. You got, you got like three sweet chins in the very beginning. And yeah, and that was really it. Just another way to bury uh, his moveset. Too. Right. Pretty much, yeah. Um, so that's, you know, Goldberg. Everyone, I think, saw the writing on the wall as far as how it was going to play. It was going to be an extremely, extremely short match. And... Goldberg picking up the win, and then they made him come out and spear Ziggler a couple of times, and they repeated the whole uh, shtick on Raw with The Miz, where The Miz came back out and skull-crushing, gave him the skull-crushing finale, walked back, yada, yada, yada. Uh, I don't know what to make of it, uh, but... Um, I mean, he's, I don't think he's here for the long haul anymore. I think he's just kind of, you know, he's like, all right, pay me whatever you want. Just let me do all these dates. Yeah. Let me do all these comedy dates. You guys can just use me however you want to use me. Yeah, yeah. right. All right, should we get to the next match? 
Bring it on. Surprised by this finish. The uh, United States Championship between uh, AJ Styles and Ricochet. Ricochet. Boop, boop, boop. Rico- AJ Styles with what? With the o- OG, OC club? Yeah, OC club. club, yep. Um, OC club sounds like, like underarm deodorant for men. Yeah. <laughs> I use OC club at the clubs. Pretty much. I use the, uh, the surf uh, scent. I use Phoenix. Phoenix. Axe Body Spray. Circa 2004. Um, what'd you guys... I thought this match was fun, especially especially uh, Ricochet's Nightwing outfit. Yes. That was awesome. I, I, I that was cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, he... You know, I, I thought... I mean, I... I I mean, what's what's the what's the purpose of AJ holding on to this belt longer? Are they trying to make it relevant? I guess they're trying to make it relevant. Yeah. You know, is it? But I feel I feel kind of bad for Ricochet. Like he's a younger talent. This could have been a huge spot for him, and he's he held the title for like maybe two weeks, mm-hmm. and then he jobbed out to AJ on a Raw. Um, and you know, seeing his promo against Elias the next day, I was like, I cringed. I was like, this, this guy needs something. Like he's he's great, but he just doesn't really have anything right now. You know, I think it's something where we see this on a weekly basis, where they literally could take somebody flying high and then drive him into the pavement. And I think that's what happened with Ricochet because he was on that high at one point winning the U.S. belt and, and making a name for himself. I mean, he's definitely very over. He gets very good crowd reactions. I think among probably some of the best of recent NXT call-ups, he's very popular. Um, but I think this is something where they could easily turn it around. I feel like with Heyman taking over, they right away that same week, I believe, turned AJ heel. I think he had the vision of wanting to put AJ with Gallows and Anderson again to build... A, a strong heel stable out of them. Um, I think they're really trying to focus on that. I mean, they closed out the show this week on Raw, so yep. I think they're really focusing on building up the OC. Um, but Ricochet, uh, you know, he's got time on his side. He's 30 years old, and, um, you know, even if he's jobbing out a little bit right now, I would say, you know, come WrestleMania season, he'll he'll have, uh, I, would, I hope to think, a, a solid spot. Uh, somewhere. Um, yeah, the, right now, he's got to take some on the chin, you know. On the Andre the Giant, Andre, Andre the Giant Andre Royal the Battle Royal. <laughs> uh, Andrew, are you done with your whiskey yet or your gin? I'm okay. Uh, okay. An- Andrew the Giant. Rickash yet. Rickash it. Yeah, AJ, that was a sick finish. Though. It was. It, yeah, that was a sick finish. It was the, you know, that into the style 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 clash, clash. Yep. and then mm-hmm. boom. Bam. He was uh, he was pinned one two three and this was uh, it, it's cool to see him with you know with his buddies all having titles mm-hmm. but it's the exact same you see that mirror image on SmackDown with Kofi and, and the New Day New Day are we gonna see something at Survivor Series that, you know yeah? that's a really good point I'm thinking of that I wonder if they somehow will uh, cross paths you know where you have uh, you know they'll both take two guys and the OC will take two guys and you know. I guess we'll all be the heels. I don't know. They, they can figure it out. Yeah. Okay. Um, Pretty cool. Yeah, the OC. And then, all right, let's see what, what else we got here. Bailey defeating Ember Moon. Singles match for the Women's Championship. SmackDown Women's Championship. 
I this this was um, crowd I, crowd was dead. Yeah, it, I don't particularly remember much about this match. The finish I, was cool. I mean, the belly to belly off the off the middle rope. Yeah. But, uh, this is uh, again a, a classic case of uh, you know good girl Bailey and nice guy Ember, uh, nice guy nice girl Ember. Uh, you know, getting together and they're gonna have a good match. You know, this is like you know the crowd is like, yeah, whatever. It wasn't even that great. I mean, it was it was good. I mean, the finish no, was good. But there's no was... emotional investment in something right. like this when you have two faces going against each other, especially like two faces that are like really like nice. You know, this yeah. this felt like a SmackDown opening match where you know Bailey will come out and Ember will say, "I want a match against you," and yeah. she'll say, "Okay, let's do it." And then, and then Teddy it. Long will come up and be like, "Holla holla, we're making a tag team match." <laughs> <laughs> how to play a tag team match um and yeah that's really all there is to say about that match 10 yeah. it was like a solid 10 minutes okay, it was Forrest. exactly 10 minutes okay Forrest and that's all I'm gonna say about that <laughs> uh let's go into uh the next match which also there's not much to say about this one either uh KO versus SNM uh I think you read that as Shane McMahon <laughs> yes Shane O'Mac Shane oh yeah Shane O'Mac <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, it wasn't what it, you know, and, and, and Shane was back on SmackDown on Tuesday night. There was really no repercussions for this match, except Owens was fined $100,000 for hitting a WWE official in the form of, I guess, of Elias, since Elias was yeah. the enforcer. This, this is kind of lost it. Like, this Shane presence has become legitimately bad. Not like a heel gimmick anymore it's just becoming like all right we don't we don't need this anymore right it this i think the the match itself was was meh i wasn't crazy about it i don't i don't think anybody was expecting anything much out of it but the story itself i guess you know the typical anti-authority versus authority sort of angle which as we've seen played out many a times um usually works pretty well but uh this is just my personal take on it uh, I don't think I'll ever be able to buy into Kevin Owens being a, a, a heroic uh, babyface. It just really? he I don't know. It's probably gonna take some time because I'm so accustomed to him being a heel, right? And just being very wordy and very like, you know, antagonizing. And and now this week on SmackDown when he got fined a hundred thousand dollars, he was like, "Oh my God, are you kidding me? This is ridiculous!" And he walks into Shane's office sitting on his couch, and it's like. You know, you you would expect like in the old days, like him taking like a a a a four by four truck and like running through Shane's car or something or doing something crazy. You know, like you're you're expecting some retaliation out of it. But you know, Kevin Owens is like very being very jovial and I don't know, it just it could go somewhere that I don't think they're taking. I I think that they're not pushing it as hard as they probably could. Which is you what, what I'm they, thinking. You know what they need to do? They need to get one of those like what what are those um. I was in Kingsman too, like those meat grinders. Yeah, yeah, yeah the meat grind. They need to like bring that on Raw one night and like have Kevin Owens throw like I just throw, yeah, throw sneakers. Shane inside. Of, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, yeah he's gonna throw Shane murder. inside. Yeah, they say he's gonna turn Shane Burger. Yeah, but Shane will be back on Raw the next night. Uh, no, imagine they had him like throw sneakers and, and that. <laughs> I, I mean, look, right. I uh, the gin's wearing off, guys. I'm sorry. Hey, I mean, look. Uh, Destruction of property is always a good bet. I mean, <laughs> destruction of property, except when it's Kofi destroying the NASCAR, NASCAR <laughs> yeah. which looked like he did no damage from years uh, he, ago. He, he threw a couple of uh, 
And like, uh, a can of paint. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even remember. Like, I was like saying to myself, "Why the hell did Randy Orton get a NASCAR car from?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nevertheless, uh, um, Kyle Busch. Uh, yeah, but this is kind of like you know now yeah, it's starting. Ko one, okay, cool. Starting so to drag, you know. Happen. Everyone knew he was gonna win and all this stuff. So I mean, we'll see what happens. The, the, the one bright spot in Ko right now is I, I think they're trying to groom him to become the next Stone Cold. Yeah, with the stunner and everything. Yeah, yeah. Like the the, the male. Well, I don't got a problem. The with male that. version of Becky Lynch or the female version of Becky Lynch because Becky Lynch is the man, so Kevin Owens <laughs> would be the female. Yeah, the, the woman. Yeah, the, the woman. <laughs> man, what, what? Okay, so yeah, so I, I think that's probably the one bright spot right now Kevin Owens has. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, every, everyone, they they need an anti-hero uh, as, at any given point, and he seems to be the one that they're pushing in that in that role. And look, I hope uh, it plays out well. I mean, just me personally, right now, it's taking me a little bit of time to really like buy into it. I guess is what I'm saying. Right. So, well, we'll see. Our next match was also a little a little in the rough. Her side. It started out a little rough, I think. It, it jived better. Oh, what we're talking. All right, let's probably tell our fans what we're talking about. What are you talking about? <laughs> Charlotte Flair against Trish Stratus. Toronto's singles, own. Singles match. Trish looked fantastic. Yep. I she have always been a great. huge fan of Trish. She looked so good. She's 43 years old. Really? Yep. Um, and she held down her side. She held down the match. Her, yeah. She, she, she went. Toe to toe with Charlotte, and yeah, they did pretty a pretty good job. Uh, despite having, I mean, Trish wrestled a couple times in the last year, mm-hmm. but, you know, maybe half of a handful. Um, and she does not have any ring rust. This seems like no, she she actually, all things considered, she she did pretty pretty damn good. She kept up with Charlotte pretty well, I thought. Uh, it wasn't yeah, it wasn't there were no spot, I there were no cringy spots. Yeah, there, there was were no, a little awkwardness here and there. Yeah, I think obviously, and it you have to understand, you know, Trish, you could tell in some of the more elaborate uh, spots, like she she moved a little bit slower. Well, duh, I mean, come on, she hasn't been wrestling regularly in what 10, 15 years, and, right? You know, you, you, so. I think that she did really, really, really good, and um, this seems to be her swan song. I guess she's retiring from the ring completely now. I think she just wanted to pass the torch. Yeah, pe- people were calling this the female version of the Rock Hulk Hogan for WrestleMania 18. Yeah, that's a good, which I, also yeah. took place in Toronto. Comparison, yeah. yeah. Oh, I can right. to- yeah, totally see that. I can yeah. totally see that. I see the comparison. I don't know if it's as big. Maybe if it was no, absolutely not. Yeah, but again, there uh, should have been a little more. Uh, a lot of these matches. Decorum. No, like a little more story behind it. A yeah. Little more yeah, she only had, I think Trish just came out onto the King's Court. What was it, the week before SummerSlam? Or was it two weeks before? Maybe two weeks, yeah. And then, and then Charlotte just threw down a challenge and then that was it. I was like, ah, you know, maybe we were kind of hoping for a little bit more of a build, yeah. but I mean. Well. It, it looked, the match itself served its purpose. I think that it, it, uh, Sent the clear message, you know. Charlotte is our, is our is our person, right? I mean, aside from Becky, but you know, Charlotte on SmackDown clearly, despite not being the champ, you know, she's always going to be booked very strong. I think, but um, you know, kudos to Trish. Yep. Speaking oh. of long story, like you know, uh, feuds that should have been given a little more love, I would say uh, Kofi Kingston versus Randy Orton ended in a double. Count out, which, which is bullshit. Me so angry. I don't know if you guys saw my social media post on Instagram, <laughs> but I made a nice ten-year cha- ta- challenge photo. Uh, you know, I was really hyped and excited for this match, but it ended in a 
friggin' double count out. Why, though? Well, I think when we saw SmackDown this week, we saw Randy come out and cut the promo on Kofi, how he ran away, and, uh, you know, he ran away in front of his wife, in front of his kids, and how he's going to have to tell his kids when they grow up that he couldn't beat Randy Orton and all this stuff. So, obviously, they're prolonging it, so I guess the double count out protects both of them, I suppose, but I I was frustrated because I wanted Kofi to win clean. (laughs) I, you know, and I was... uh... I was talking about this with a uh, good friend Brandon of the show. Um, Yo, Brandon. So he, like, I, I would have liked to have seen Orton. I actually would have liked to have seen Orton go over on Kofi, only because the chase, like Kofi, the, the chase for Kofi would be, I think, a little more fun to watch. Hmm. We're kind of hitting that mark where I think anybody can take the title from Kofi at this point. He's had the title for about three months. It's had it for, yeah, almost four months Three, now. four months now, yeah. May, nice June, July, run. August. Yeah. We're getting four months. It's yeah. going to probably be five months by the time next pay-per-view rolls around. So that's a good amount of time. So I thought they were going to maybe try a little something interesting, have Orton go over like semi-clean but not necessarily clean and have him... You Imagine like that promo on, on, on Tuesday for Orton to be like, well, I told you so. I am the best. And... You know. stupid. Although I was thinking of something this morning as to why they ended the match the way they did. So Sm- SmackDown and Raw are both coming to Madison Square Garden some sometime soonish. Uh, September. Oh, in September. September, yeah. October. What if they cut a promo about you know being in Madison Square Garden the last time they faced off during that. You know, remember that, that crazy match? Yeah. yeah. It wasn't even a match. It Kofi was like boom drop him through the yeah. table. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. We were there for yeah. that. What if What if they're going to... Uh, that was a Survivor Series. I think it was a Raw. It was a Raw, was I think. Raw? Yeah. I think it was a Raw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a Raw. Because I remember Survivor Series, but Survivor Series, I think I don't think Orton was there. We were we were much closer for that Raw when we saw... We were not far from where the boom drop happened, I think. Maybe, yeah. We were, like, behind it, I think. So what if in, instead of them, you know wrestling for this belt at a pay-per-view what if they like say let's go back to where this feud you know started and ended at Madison Square Garden we'll, we'll close out I like that I think I think that would have more of an like, you know, have it on Monday Night Raw have that be the, the show closer hmm. um, and you can end it however you want like you can you know do a interference or what, you know what have you just extend this feud mm-hmm. or you have Kofi just go over clean and it's like you know it's a it, this is where it started. This is where it ends. You know, I think that would be that'd be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Tell us what you think, fans out there. Let us know. Let us know. It's a little three-minute booking segment. Yep. Yeah. Tell us, you marks. You marks. Marks. Friggin' marks, man. Hey, it takes one to know one, right? We're a bunch of marks too. Oh, we're a huge amount of marks. Um. Okay, so that was Kofi and uh, RKO. We'll see how that goes. Uh, the The next one uh, is actually the Bray Wyatt Finn Balor match, or AKA the Fiend versus Finn Balor, uh, where he defeated Finn. Uh, it was also the in ring debut of Wyatt's Fiend character and a new theme song that was a remix of uh, the Catching Flies theme. That was so cool, right? Yeah, so friggin' cool. I loved it. I loved everything about that. I thoroughly enjoyed this as well. Yeah. I love the I love the uh, the new lantern he's got. Yeah, of the guy oh. of, the, of the head. It's Bray Wyatt's head. Yeah, yeah, coming out of the mouth. I, I mean, there's uh, 
And um, I, I, I think at have some some point halfway through this match, I think uh, the fiend uh, killed uh, Finn Balor by snapping his neck. Yeah. Yeah. Steve what was that all. about? That was kind of stupid. I was like, I don't like that as a finisher. <laughs> no, I know it's not. I know it's not cool. Oh, oh, you mean the mandible claw? Oh no no, no no! He snapped his neck or something. Yeah, yeah, like, like he looked snapped, like he looked like using, Steven Seagal from using, TV. We're using air quotes, folks. We're snapped. Yeah. Oh, John, say it again because uh, he, he looked like Steven Seagal from Mad TV. <laughs> <laughs> we're yeah, we're we're gonna. I'll post this to our, our Facebook, but I feel like everyone needs to see this. Hey Mad Finn, TV get sketch. over here! <laughs> it was just like the yeah. It was because right because you're not snapping this person's neck right on TV. But I, you just. Yeah. I don't know. It's a little too much. Like he's not, it, not I, really I think dying. it was a little bit unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. was like when the Giant debuted in WCW and he broke through the uh, War Games cage. And he AKA quote, Big Show. He snapped Hulk Hogan's neck. They're like, oh my God. <laughs> it, was just, it wasn't good. So it, it wasn't good then. It's not good now. I think no. that, 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 should just, that, whole, that thing should just die. It should not even like, be used. If I was a wrestler like in WWE and, and you know, in kayfabe, and someone said you got to fight the fiend. I would say nope. I have no interest in fighting the fiend because he's <laughs> going to kill me. He's literally going to murder me. Right. And um, uh, it just, it's silly. And uh, he sticks his fingers in people's mouths. I don't know if he wipes his, if he washes his hands after he wipes his butt. I don't Definitely know. Definitely doesn't so. wash his hands. Um. <laughs> nevertheless, uh, I am a, a big fan of of the gimmick change. I think this is something that almost universally is being praised by people all over the internet, whether it's fans or whether it's people in the business. Now, my, my question is, does Bray Wyatt have creative uh, direction um, over this, or, or is it all... I heard that he had control over his segments and the design of his mask and his appearance. Uh, what they don't... I mean, obviously, he doesn't have control over when he appears and who right, he right. faces, but... I'm hearing that they're going to really try to be very, very cautious with how they use him and when they feature him. Like, they want to catch people off guard as right. much as possible, which I'm all for that. I mean, if it adds to the mystique of his character, it's great. But the one thing that right off the bat now is is kind of annoying me, even though I don't think it'll really work against him, but um, as a fan um, and as someone who appreciates... No, Nick, you're not a fan. You're I'm a member a of the uni- of the WWE universe. I remember the WWE you're universe. You're an arena head. Everyone, I remember our the, fans uh, the are IWC. Um, Bray, get rid of your goddamn Twitter, please. Yeah. Because you're tweeting and you're speaking in normal English and you're retweeting stuff and you're thanking random people. It's like, I don't want to see this. I know that in real per- in real life you're a nice guy and I'm sure you are, but if you really want people to get into what you're doing, I think Bubba Ray Dudley said this recently too on on a recent interview or a podcast. He's like, you know, if you really want this whole thing to go 360 and have it, have it really uh, take effect that as much as you want it to, you got to see it the, all the way through as well, much as you can. The point and counterpoint, well, not really a counterpoint, but more of a jumping off of what Nick's saying here, but. Um, I, I kind of see this as being like the rebirth of Matt Hardy, mm-hmm. where he became broken Matt Hardy. Right. And yeah. he was all over social media as broken Matt Hardy. He right, still yeah, is. You're right. Right. Um, stay in character. Yeah, stay in character. That, that's it. That's what I'm thinking. Like, And and, <laughs> and I'm just, you know, because I follow Bray on Twitter and I, I sometimes get these like push notifications from like different WWE wrestlers. And, and I, last couple of days, I've been seeing like these uncharacteristic tweets coming from his account. And it's like, well, come on. You know, it's like you. 
Unless the only thing I could think of is that he may be doing a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde sort of thing. Yeah, where I was thinking most of the time he's happy go lucky Firefly Funhouse Bray where he's very happy and you know, maybe on his profile he could, you know, present himself that way. If he does it like that, then maybe okay. Having a split personality where one shows himself in a very positive way through social media and in another way, yeah. you know, you just come out like a monster and just destroy people. Thinking about it that way, I think maybe it could work because he still posts on like on Instagram of him like and his daughters or it's like it's like, like Braun fishing. Strowman. I always say Braun Strowman. They the, he's supposed to be the monster among men, and on Instagram he is probably the, like the, the the funniest guy. Really. The teddy bear, yeah, yeah big teddy bear essentially. <laughs> um, but I I like the way I like the way this is going. I hope they don't overuse him, and mm-hmm. I hope it's you know for Finn this will be a good time for him to take off. Like yeah, Finn yeah. needs some time to you know, and it's crazy because Finn is on like a roller coaster. He was super over like three years ago when he debuted, and as time went on, he was like you know injured for you know almost a year, came back two years ago, mm-hmm. and used then it's that properly here and there. But his icy title run was was you know non-existent. Yeah, never saw him. Yeah, so I hope you know he takes some time off, gets you know some rest, and comes back as you know. Speaking of not seeing champions for a long time, mm-hmm. yes. uh, we're gonna go to the next match. Let's do the it. Universal Title: Seth Rollins defeating Barack Lesnar. I'm sorry, I did that wrong. Brrk. Barack Lesnar. There you go. My client. My client. Barack. <laughs> Lesnar. <laughs> this was a good match. Yeah, it was very it surpri- was it was surprising. Fun. For yeah. a Lesnar match, it was... Yeah, this was actually very, very good. Um, 13 minutes. 13 minutes yeah, long. And there was not many suplexes. No, and he didn't... Yeah, he... Uh, he didn't go overboard. He didn't go overboard with the suplexes. It, it, and, and, and Rollins was like figured out how to beat him. It was a really good storytelling um, match. Right. And, um, you know, now that Seth won the universal title um what do you guys think that means for brock lesnar and i I know danny always says well you know he's fighting he's not fighting daniel cormier in the ufc (laughs) (laughs) so obviously he's per danny he's not going back to mma or ufc so what do you think is the next step for brock let's get lesnar back to the prize fighter gimmick only comes out every once in a while he's i think you i think him coming out even like once every like two three weeks is overexposing him, like let him be the 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 monster heel that he you know is. But take him away from the title for a little bit. Yeah. Take him away from the title. Maybe have him go on his own little story arc where he's trying to get back to the title picture and he needs like new uh, new competition or something. I just his next match, you know, he's going to dominate whoever he faces because he can't have like back to back losses or else there's no reason to have him around right now 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 it's a very interesting uh question because um they could go a lot of different ways with it but um yeah it would be really nice if they keep him away from the title for now because they clearly are taking the ball and running with it when it comes to seth if you need any more evidence of that look no further than the fact that this week they did a uh live uh, skype chat with stone cold steve austin where they were asking Stone Cold, oh, you sat with Seth Rollins and you talked to him and what did you get from him and what advice did you give him and what did you think of his, you know, and Stone Cold uh, 
coming out and agreeing to uh, really talk up Seth. Yep. And he hasn't done that for anybody. He, even I think when John Cena was was hot, even when when Roman Reigns was was coming, didn't hear anything from him on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, Austin is making an appearance on Raw, not just you know for the reunion, but the week after, and he's actually on TV and is saying all these great things about Rollins. They really right. they really want to run with Rollins right now. It's obvious he is the guy on Raw. Um, so with that being said, um. Rollins needs his heel. He needs someone to go after him uh, to challenge him. I've been saying it for a while. I think Drew McIntyre is that guy. I think he should yeah, be the one absolutely. to go up against him next. I, I you know, we want to see something. I mean, they, look, they've had matches, but for the title, it just now it'll it'll mean something. Now, like you'll actually be able to watch these matches and say, well, it could go all these different ways. With Lesnar, it was always like, oh. Ten minutes, he's gonna throw a guy around. Then in the last minute, you know, the guy makes a comeback, or maybe not. You know, it's just again. How many pay per views have we sat through towards the very end where we're getting so pissed off watching it? It's like, come on, this is so stupid. Quite, quite a few. I don't, want, I don't want that anymore. You know, you want some kind of variety. You know, and having your regular talent who need the push, need their stock boosted. I'm just, so. I'm trying to think. I mean, I, I know Rollins has feuded with Drew already. Right. So, I, although I do want to see that, and I think. Drew does deserve his, you know, chance at the Universal. He'll, be, he'll get it eventually. Yeah. Yeah. There, there needs to be another like heel that Rollins can face. I mean, we saw some AJ style stuff, but yeah. now AJ is going to go, I guess, start a program with Braun Strowman. Yeah, I saw that the U.S. title. I think is going to be. Uh, yeah, they'll they'll fight for that yeah. next. Which week, look, it's fine with me because Braun hasn't won a belt. Right. It would be good for him to carry some gold. For I mean, he's been talking about this for so long. I mean, if look, I'd be happy with that given Raw the U.S. belt. Um, yeah. So let's let, let's shift our focus a little bit over. Speaking of Drew McIntyre, I know one of the things we wanted to talk about was the was the rise of Two Hundred Five Live. Yeah, let's touch on that because uh, I was pleasantly surprised. I think a lot of people were um, with how well the 205 Live guys had this week as far as their matches. And we're talking about Drew McIntyre and Cedric Alexander on Raw first. Um, we saw from a couple weeks ago, they had this big brawl and Cedric jumped off of the um, the near the entranceway. There was that railing from the top that he jumped off yep. of and him and Drew McIntyre were going at it. And, you know, him and Drew McIntyre had a really good match this week. Yeah, it was it was uh you know it's rare to see someone in the two hundred five live crew get a this is awesome chant. Yeah. You know, uh, it, and it, it also you know it because I, I said this before I said Cedric Alexander he should be on the main roster and even Buddy Murphy looks like they should both be on the main. They roster. were standouts. They, they were standouts, and it makes sense for them to be on on the main roster. I think they're getting lost on two hundred five live, and they don't need to be there. No. They're so they're so uh, they they have the look to be on Raw. They're not like they're scrawny. very dynamic. They could they could hang with with guys that are bigger than yeah. them. You know what I mean? It's it's almost like a Ricochet or a Finn Balor, mm-hmm. or even Ali. Uh, you know he was another one that really he made a good jump. But um, yeah, Cedric had a really nice match with Drew. It was good. They had a yeah they had a good match. I mean Drew went over, but you know it was good for Cedric to get that get that rub from yeah. from Drew. I would yeah. rephrase that. 
Yeah, too late. Get the, oh, get the massage from Drew. Yeah. And then, <laughs> sorry. Get the caress. But then on, on, on SmackDown, you had Roman Reigns against Buddy Murphy in that, uh, you know, who did it storyline between, uh, you know, between Daniel Bryan, Eric Rowan, Buddy Murphy, Roman Reigns. It's like yeah. a weird... It's like a weird love triangle. Yeah. Just these characters all put together, which is cool. I actually like that. Well, there's actually four guys in the equation, so would you call it a, a love foursome? I don't know, but... Well, uh, there will be a, the quote-unquote attacker is you know someone else. and the, So the there's going to be a love Samo- pentagon, so it's no, five Sa- now. Samoa Joe was accused. Yeah, so hexagon. Hexagon. Six. Sami Zayn took the brunt of S- Samoa Joe's... Septagon. Septagon. Uh, and, and Kevin Owens was mentioned once. So octagon, 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 UFC, uh, Joe Rogan. And you think it's a Joe Rogan return? It's a Joe Rogan return. <laughs> Folks, we cracked the code. That's it. The, uh, the show's done. That's the, it. The, done. This is actually uh, the, the new Dan Brown book that's coming out next year. <laughs> called uh, called the, the, the McMahon Code. Cedric <laughs> Alexander's. I don't know. Man. So this was this was a good match. I I thought this this was more I think of a storyline. Uh, uh, yeah, a good storytelling match. It was, and and you know what? It, it's so interesting because like, on paper, it's like a month ago, you ask anybody, I'm going to put Roman Reigns and Buddy Murphy in a in a brief feud, and it's like what? Yeah. It's like how does that work? I mean, look, Buddy Murphy's you know great, you know, he, but it's like those two together, it just. It, didn't seem like it, but you know what though they they put a really nice match together. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, is they they finished it the same way that they finished the McIntyre Alexander match, where McIntyre did the Claymore, and Alexander literally did a moonsault to sell it. He, yeah, he Buddy sold. did the same thing with the spear. Buddy flipped uh, uh, almost onto his head after he like, yeah onto his like straight up like front his like. Yeah. Forehead. Yeah, it's like let's go back to the well and, and take that finish again and see if it works. <laughs> and it did. It did, and even like Roman had good things to say about him. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, I think he sent out a post saying like, you know, although I may have like, although today was my night, like this won't be the last time that I see you in the ring. No. That's a that's a good you know and Roman now at, at this point in his career like, you know we we've watched his career grow from. You know, kind of similar to Cena, but I think this happened a little quicker than Cena. But now Roman's yeah. in the position where you could put people over. Um, yeah, and, and, and it would it would mean something. Yeah, and it means something. Um, and even Bubba Ray Dudley had you know good words for Roman for putting you know putting him over and putting Buddy Murphy over. It only it only helps. Right. Yeah. It only helps, and now you have you know a legitimate contender out of Buddy Murphy. I see him. Maybe going, you know, maybe going against Alistair Black, or maybe starting his own. That would be a really good like match. Rey Mysterio or something. I'd rather see Murphy and Mysterio uh, in a little bit of a feud and get him over that way. He needs to be in a, ne- the next feud Murphy has, and he has to go over. Yeah, he does have to go over. Um, I um, on the topic of Mysterio, he's he's been jobbing out to Andrade clean the last couple of weeks and I don't know what they're doing with that I don't know if it's going to lead to a storyline because they did a post-match interview with Ray where Ray was really choked up thinking about his family not sure what he's going to do with his career he's not done I think for a long shot I think uh but um a Buddy Murphy Ray Mysterio feud would be really cool when's uh when's Dominic gonna wrestle that's all I don't know he is training Dominic, I want to see Dominic and Samoa Joe at WrestleMania 36. <laughs> book it now. So three-minute booking. 
I was, I was, I was at, at during that sec or during that that feud. I was waiting for the moment where Joe was gonna choke out Dominic. I was like, are they gonna do this? Are they gonna like actually attack make a baby? Joe attack this kid. <laughs> um, but now, actually, speaking of all these budding new talents, uh, we got word that the King of the Ring, yes, will be returning next week yes. on Raw. This is really, really cool. Now, I wonder how this is going to, uh, how this is going to flow. You know, is it going to be the same? Is it going to be one night of King of the Ring, or is it going to be multiple nights? I don't know. I heard that the finals are going to be held at Night of Champions. Okay. So it's going to be over the course of a few weeks. Yes, it's going to be spread out over several weeks. Just something told me, like I saw a Raw promo, and it said... You know, King of the Ring this Monday on Raw. Like something told me that it's gonna, it was just gonna be like some, you know, bootleg version of King of the Ring where the King of the Ring is, it's done in like three hours. Yeah, and they're using the old graphic too, which I find yes. interesting. It's so uh, and, and they also have uh, confirmed competitors. Oh, John, tell us, please, please, so, please, please, please. Uh, from the SmackDown brand, they have Ali, mm-hmm. Andrade, Apollo Cruz, Buddy Murphy, Chad Gable. Elias, Kevin Owens, and Shelton Benjamin. From Raw, Baron Corbin, Cedric Alexander, Cesaro, Drew McIntyre, The Miz, Ricochet, Sami Zayn, and Samoa Joe. Hmm. So it's a nice mix of people in there. Upper, mid, low right. card. Right. So I, I don't know how long this is going to take. I, I'm, I'm assuming, it's like you said, it's going to go up to Night of Champions. Yeah, it's going to be a couple of weeks. Um. So, do we have predictions, possibly? Ooh, predictions. Oh, no, sorry. Not Night of Champions. Clash of Champions. Oh, you're right. Yeah, Clash, Clash of Champions. Champions. How the hell were we were so wrong about that? This is true. Yeah, Clash of Champions was uh, the WCW event that was held, like, twice a year. Which are, which I would like to also talk about, that they're bringing, supposedly bringing back Bash of the Beach in Hawaii for a one-off. A one-off? Yep. What day? Kind of like, uh, we don't know. Right. I mean, summer's almost over, so I don't know how they're going to... Swing that, or it doesn't have to be a summer month. I don't know. Anyway, um, but we digress. Yeah, maybe somebody will rep will uh, recreate the Roddy Piper Snooker segment, but instead of using a coconut, they'll bash somebody over the head with a pineapple. Yeah, maybe. Um, no, this is smart. This is smart. We talked about it early on in the podcast too. That like, you know, one of our episodes, you guys should go back and check this out. It's where we discussed like former pay per views and you know what. Uh, it's a callback to the old. Mm-hmm. So to an old episode, um, to throwback. It's like Endgame when they call back Iron Man's, you know, quotes from the movie. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> this is our game. Spoiler. Uh, so, you know, we 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 thought King of the Ring would be a, a good idea. You know, it gets it gets younger talent over. And I, I look at the at this list. I think anybody can benefit. Yeah. From winning King of the Ring. I, I could honestly, I could see Baron Corbin winning this. You know, actually, a little bit of me too. Yeah, I'm like, I, I could see that. Yeah, I could see yeah, it. Yeah, he's been kind of quiet for a right. while. I think it, it would be something where it would bring him out of hiding, literally, yep. and just like boost him back up because they were they were doing, uh, they were booking him pretty consistently, pretty solidly for a while. And and uh, I don't know if he's hurt. I don't know what the deal is. Why he's been off TV? I haven't really. Uh, but I, I could see this warning um, very well as a heel, King of the Ring. King, yeah. Cor- King Corbin. It does have a good ring right. to it. Yeah, a king. You can only like you. You have to be a heel to take on that. Ki- yeah. King it, um, 
you know, well, the other day I was uh, kind of going back and forth online on this post on uh, one of the pages that we're in, and uh, I was thinking, oh, maybe McIntyre will win it, but somebody brought up a good point. He doesn't need this. He's one of those guys in this tournament that doesn't need it. Owens doesn't need it. Right. This is for someone who I think really uh, would uh, benefit. I mean, my, my second pick would have been Andrade. Um, yeah, because, yeah I, can, I can see that. Um, he, uh, you know, is showing week after week how awesome he is. But, um, you know, it, it could go a lot of different ways. I'm or looking you, at or even list. Elias, his music gimmick, the king, Elvis Presley. Oh, mm. John, please uh-huh. stop. John. <laughs> you gotta go. You gotta go home. You gotta go home. But we are home. <gasps> oh, um, this is my house too. Damn it, we're married. <laughs> I can I can see that I, I want to see the actual bracket like who's facing who yeah, who's facing who they yeah I, I, I don't yet. think they, they yeah. haven't decided that yet yeah I don't know if it's going to be completely jumbled up I guess it's it's going to be completely mixed up they can't just like segregate the SmackDown guys and the Raw guys it's, I think that'd be stupid but um, yeah I would imagine that they're all mixed up well wouldn't it make more sense to do like a Smackdown only and Raw only and then, and then have them um, yeah the Raw it, it doesn't, I mean with wild card rule it doesn't really matter anymore. I think I think the problem with that yeah because you have the wild card I think it would that would kind of suck because it really limits the possibilities that they could have I mean they um, could by jumbling it up you really leave it open for something happening or, happening organically in terms of like a new feud yeah you know that's, that's how you you know that's how you you know sometimes with wrestling or most of these other anything creative, I mean, you just got to leave things to chance. And if they if they set up the brackets in a very randomized way, I think it's only going to be to their benefit. Obviously, they're going to bracket certain guys in a certain way. They're going to put a storyline together. Yeah. Um. So there they really isn't to. there really isn't so much randomness per se, but uh, mix up the Raw and SmackDown guys and and you know like do it like that. I see the first match being Drew McIntyre against Kevin Owens and having Shane interfere and help. Drew McIntyre advance, or you know they they can make KO go deeper into the tournament and really get that added effect of him getting screwed over and you know. Um, yep. But either way, yeah, you could incorporate Shane but in there. They need to make this for a championship shot. They do have to do something with this because the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal has become completely useless. It's uh, sadly once it's on the pre-show, it's it means nothing to anybody. Yeah, and once sadly, Colin Jost is alongside the. Uh, the competitors, then you're, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, you know, when, I remember when Cesaro first won it, we were like, oh, this is awesome. This is going to be something big for him. We were a bunch of marks sitting in John's basement. Yep. Saying, Met dude, this it. is going to be fucking awesome Met. for Cesaro. Give me more dominoes, bro. <laughs> absolutely nothing. And, and then the year that they bring in Rob Gronkowski to take out during the mall, I'm like, that's it. This whole freaking thing is done. <laughs> yeah. I, I was waiting for J.J. Watt to come out the year after. I mean, come on, let's just keep it going. But... Um, where's this? Ra- where's WrestleMania next year? Is it at Tampa uh, Bay? Tampa Bay. Oh, I want to see Kyrie Sane swing down from the pirate ship. That's just me. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. But um, the, the, yeah, this the King of the Ring historically has been a platform up until I think the last couple of years where uh, oh, the, the last King of the Ring was in 2015. And who won it, Barrett? Um, I believe so. I'm afraid I've got some bad, bad news. My career's over. <laughs> yeah, and, and he he didn't really get any benefit from it. It was just... Uh, but historically, for the most part, the King of the Ring always meant something. 
It always yeah. meant, you know, even if you weren't going to be yeah. carrying the IC belt, your presence was was made known. This is what brought Triple H back to the dance because when he won in 97, this was all after, uh, you know, 96 when he got buried from the whole, uh, you know, click thing and stuff. So this you, was for him. You know who I think should be in this, should be involved in this uh, uh, King of the Ring? You know, we haven't even mentioned his name yet, but he's a good friend. Oh. Of, of, of a podcast. You I listening think, out there? I think King John Broadway needs to uh, needs to come on. King John Broadway and, and offer so, his insight. But he's already he's already a king, so when he, he can be offer his du- dual uh, dual reign of a king or be he... a redundant king. I have yeah. a crown on top of a crown. <laughs> I have a. Oh, we should ask him who else from WUW should be in the King of the Ring tournament. Hmm. We have to. We have. We'll, we'll ask him. We'll we'll put the question out to him. His bracket will be. We we know a king already. So the, this the, is true. The final four. His final four bracket will be King John versus King John versus King John versus King John. Yeah. Right. Like the five and, greatest rappers of all time. And <laughs> what was he? What, once he wins this King of the Ring tournament, everyone has to pay the taxes. Yes. Pay pay your taxes by April fifteenth. Regardless, this is <laughs> PSA. Filing your taxes. But hopefully the the King of the Ring tournament will um, you know turn out to be better than it has in previous years. Yes. Um, and whoever wins hopefully has a nice run with that King title and goes on to better things. Yeah, precisely. So, on that note, uh, I believe we're going to call this uh, an episode. I know this is time has gone so fast, boys. Um, again, this is the founding fathers episode. This is the, you know, because John and uh, Nick and myself, we uh, were on the first episode. So Chris and Danny, you could be on, uh, you have your own podcast called uh, Lover's, Lover's Quarrel or something. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Words. Ooh. So on that note, uh, if you have any questions, reach out to us on the social. Yes, across, uh, you know, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, check out my dank memes. Uh, yeah, very dank. Check out our Facebook stuff. We have a lot of memes. We share a lot of memes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, right. good fight. Good night. This has been an Awesome Studios production.